Hello, listeners of the Energy is Love podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you so much for sharing the show, subscribing to the show, all those things that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Of course, you know where you can find us, energieslovepodcast.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Google Play. Find us on YouTube. Anywhere and everywhere, go find the podcast for the universe and share it. If you happen to be listening to us on iTunes, please take a moment and rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. That's a great way to help the podcast grow and expand and reach more listeners. But we love you guys and we love you for listening to the show and sharing the show. Now, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our beautiful, wonderful sponsors. First off, we have the SoulWorks Fair. Yeah, that's right. They sponsor the show. You've heard them on the podcast. We've been at the fair recording before. We've had plenty of guests on the show who participate in the fair each and every month. The next one's coming up Saturday, September 24th, 11 o'clock, Dancing Cranes Imports in Salt Lake City, Utah. The address is 673 East Simpson Avenue. My wife Stephanie and I are going to be at this next fair. So it's a great opportunity to come out and meet us in person, sit down. We'll actually be there providing sessions for people. So we hope to see everybody out. If you haven't been and you live in the area, remember Saturday, September 24th, 11 o'clock, Dancing Crane Imports, the Soulworks Fair. It's a wonderful, wonderful event. And of course, as always, we have to thank Crystal Water Float Spa for sponsoring the podcast since its beginnings. Since the very first episode, Crystal Water has been a sponsor and huge support of the podcast. So go check them out, crystalwaterfloat.com. Go to their Facebook page, Crystal Water Float Spa. Check them out. I don't know how you can't have known or heard about floating, especially if you listen to this podcast. But if this is the first episode, maybe go research realize that floating is one of those things that can help you with damn near every aspect of your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual part of your body. If you live out in the area, please contact Crystal Water and come hop in one of their tanks. I guarantee you're going to love it. Crystal Water Float Spa is also the nation's, the U.S. distributor for the Dream Pod, the only distributor for the Dream Pod here in the United States. So if you're looking to open up your own float center, now you can get your dream pod in the U.S., shipped directly, super convenient, super easy. The customer service for dream pod is bar none the best in the industry. Go to dream-pod.com and learn all about the dream pods and how wonderful of a tank they are to float in and own. And then contact Crystal Water Float Spot and get your tank. On today's episode of the podcast, wonderful interview with two amazing people. It was a husband and wife team, Nathan and Melissa Black who came out and they were on the podcast. Nathan and Melissa are part of the Freedom Catalyst, freedomcatalyst.com. They are wonderful, amazing people. Nathan and Melissa help clients on an individual basis reach their fullest and maximum potential. Essentially, their genuine, authentic approach and connection to people really helps to find the deeper meanings of who they are and what they really truly can be in this life. Speaking with Nathan and Melissa was really a wonderful experience. They were a lot of fun. They're newlyweds. They've been married less than a year, so that was kind of fun. But you guys will definitely hear their energy and enjoy this episode of the podcast with my beautiful, wonderful guests, Nathan and Melissa Black. Oh, yeah. 
go to Facebook and search out the Freedom Live group. That's where they do a lot of stuff for the Freedom Catalyst. Well, they'll be posting a lot of information, keeping up to date with all the amazing things that they have going on. So go check them out. Remember, freedomcatalyst.com or their Facebook group, Freedom Live. But here we go. Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode with Nathan and Melissa Black, the podcast for the universe. Enjoy. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. So that's it. We're ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. There's not some big intro. There's not some big thing. We just start talking. We start chatting. So it's pretty easy. How are you guys? Fantastic. Amazing. Introduce yourselves first and foremost, because anytime we have multiple guests on, so at least then that way the listeners know who the heck's talking. I introduced you guys beforehand. There's a whole promo before and everything like that. So people know who I'm talking to, but now they can put the name with the voice. So introduce yourselves for me. Melissa, you go first. Okay. So my name is Melissa Black, um, and I'm from St. George, Utah, but now living in Pleasant Grove with my husband, Nathan. And we've been married for almost a year now. So we're just living there, building the business together. It's a little bit about me. Nathan. Yeah, I'm Nathan Black. Um, what she said. Uh, we also, <laughs> we also have been, uh, it's been a big journey for us. Like, I'm sure we'll get more into the story later. But yeah, we're, we're living there and living life, living the dream, uh, building the business, just loving life. It's kind of funny. I'm wearing a shirt right today that says, I love my life. But That's a good shirt. It's, I like it's it. true. I do love my life. So. That's a good thing. And mine is pink, so mine's even better. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys meet? Are you both from St. George? I was living in St. George. At the time. Her family lives in St. George. My family's mm-hmm. up in Idaho. But it was at a dance. We were at some dance and we'd... Well, actually, that's the first member, the thing I remember. I mean, I know we met before that, but it was a dance when I first really noticed her, so... <laughs> yep i remember he he's a ballroom dancer as well <laughs> I, he has a lot of talents i married a very talented man and so he was a super good dancer and he was wearing suspenders <laughs> and he was, was just really cool attractive <laughs> and i was asking him to teach me how to dance it was just really fun well, very cool and you guys have been married for just over a year mm-hmm. yeah just under a year actually but yeah. cool so let's just dive right into it. Let's sure. talk about the business and what you guys do. It's Freedom Catalyst, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about, first and foremost, how it came to be. Like, how did it initially, how did it come to be? How did you guys get involved with it and get it going and everything like that? Yeah. So the Freedom Catalyst was actually started by my sister about 10 years ago. And the main purpose of it was to help people experience financial, mental, emotional, and like spiritual freedom like be the catalyst for that change in their lives. Mm-hmm. So she took the the format of like mentoring, one-on-one uh, training for people. And uh, she worked with a lot of youth, did a lot of uh, youth camps and stuff. Very, very good at it. Teaching online, made her living online for like nine years. Uh, and then she met Tyler, uh, who is now, they're now married. He's, he's my brother-in-law. And, and he took it to a whole new level because... His background is actually in Thai yoga therapy. I think I mentioned that uh-huh. to you on yeah, yeah. the phone. Yeah, we were and, chatting about him. Yeah, Tyler Watson, right? Yeah, Tyler Watson. 
And so he had this background in Thai yoga therapy, and he was always really good at doing healing and, and natural healing and that kind of stuff. And and he actually, from his his story, he so he got got married and he was struggling, like struggling <laughs> so bad, like all of this money like was not coming to him. Or he would he would try to enroll someone, or he went around to twenty six different companies, like I can help you, and and all of them, like what what do you do? Like you look like you're sixteen years old. Yeah. And, and it was finally when he learned some things about enrollment enrolling clients like being totally authentic, coming from a place of total authenticity and enrolling people and enrolling them in their lives that he the business skyrocketed. And so that business went from uh, like zero to six figures in seven months. And then about that time, I our story is kind of we, I was working in a totally different field. I was in a restaurant and- Like were you waiting tables or something? Well, it was it was like a fast casual restaurant, so we didn't like wait tables, but it was it was a very fast growing restaurant. I started out as eight dollars an hour breakfast guy. Nice. Like I was there four thirty every morning, making French toast, right? And shortly after working there, they they came to me actually because I'd made the commitment. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my all, hundred percent, be the best breakfast guy they can have, <laughs> right? And so they came to me and they said, hey, we're expanding. We're looking for store owners. We'd like you to interview to do that. So I went and I did that. They liked what they saw. I started training, started their, joined their store opening team. And I was doing all that. And I realized, actually, it was really coming to a head right about the time that I met Melissa. Mm-hmm. She was instrumental in helping me make a shift. All good wives are. Hey, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so glad she's in my life. Um, so about that time, I started realizing that that wasn't my passion because mm-hmm. I would literally get to a point where during work, I was a manager. I knew everything about that store, but I would take quote unquote bathroom breaks and I would just go into the bathroom and just sit on the floor because <laughs> it was so stressful and I yeah. hated it. It's a great business, wonderful food, all that just wasn't for me. The restaurant business, like the I did a ton of work in restaurants over the years. I used to wait tables. I used to cook, bartend. I did oh, all. Yeah, so you'd you know. know. Yeah, and it's a very fast-paced environment, highly stressful. I mean, it's go, go, go the entire time. And if you're the manager, if you're you know involved on that upper management level stuff, then I imagine it's even more because you have to worry about everything. <laughs> yeah. I just had to worry about the tables I was waiting on. but. Oh, yeah, and you had to worry if somebody didn't show up for work, mm-hmm. like you're short-staffed, then people get angry and then all that. And yeah. And I was basically on track to have that times a hundred because I was going to own my own store, not just manage one, but mm. own it. And they're they're very owner, uh, manager owner oriented. So you own it, but you also work it. Yeah. Um, which is a great system, but it wasn't for me. And about that time, through a lot of discussions with Melissa, I came to a point where I realized I had to take a leap of faith and figure out what it was that I really wanted to do with my life what mattered most and it felt like doing that would be like throwing away my future because I had this incredible opportunity to make tons of money all that stuff and so I did make that choice we said okay I'm two weeks before we got married actually I called them up and said I'm done well, <laughs> you can imagine their reaction <laughs> can I share my side oh yeah go ahead so kind of on my side 
I'd just gotten back from serving a religious mission um, before I met him, and I was about to start the college scene, <laughs> and I came back and I was like, I need to change the world. I need to <laughs> change thousands of people, millions of people all over the world, and I want to serve them, and I want them to think differently, and and then I was looking into degrees, and I was like, I am not finding anything. I looked into, like, humanitarian work. There wasn't a humanitarian degree. I heard you couldn't serve people and make money, like, all this stuff. And so my family's like, you need to go into something practical. Because if you go into something practical, then that can fund your dreams. So yeah. I was kind of going the same way he was. We were both kind of feeling pretty practical. <laughs> <laughs> So so I was enrolled to go to college that semester and which was kind of complicated cuz he was going to be moving to Colorado to open a store. Yeah. So you're kind of in that same boat in that uh -huh. same situation. Same boat. And so when we when we met each other, we started realizing like, whoa, we have kind of the same dreams going on. We have kind of the same limiting things in our life going on. And so I think it was super empowering to have each other at that time and to be able to see each other's perspective and to support each other because I then quit. I unenrolled for that semester of college. You quit college. I quit college she before quit college. I started. <laughs> and my family's like so pro-college, yeah. pro-education. It was like a huge thing. It still is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a really, really big deal to do that. But... Yeah, and then we both quit our jobs two weeks before we were getting married. <laughs> so I want to talk about that because you mentioned a leap of faith yeah. where it's like I realized that at the point I'm at in my life, I'm not passionate about what I'm doing. Granted, it's it's a plan, right? It's something that people will look at and say, oh, this guy's got drive and he's got focus or she's going to school, she's going to college, she's doing something to better her life in order to eventually make a living and support a family and all that kind of stuff that you get caught up in. But then when you realize you're not passionate about it, you do have to make a leap of faith into something else that you are passionate about. And there's not a lot of um, security necessarily in the mm -hmm. beginning. There's yeah. not a lot. I mean, there's not a lot of, there's a lot of pros on paper, but a lot of times we end up just looking at all the cons, all the fear associated with it and all the different things. And so for each of you, Melissa, you go first. What was... What were some of the things that you really struggled with in regards to like, I'm going against what my family would not just want for me, but kind of recommend and they're kind of pushing me towards in a sense. And I'm taking this leap. I've hooked up with some crazy guy that's going to quit his job. That's, you know, <laughs> it's going to be successful at, and he wants to do what now? So what about, was the, like the driving factor behind you in a sense where you had the faith in order to do that? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really, really crazy to do that. I mean, so much resistance in my surroundings and in my life. Um, but for me, I've always been like a super big dreamer. <laughs> like as a little girl, I totally believed I could fly and I tried to jump out a three-story window because I was like, no doubt, <laughs> like I just could fly. And I jumped <laughs> off the sofa and I thought that was flying. So like I've always just had like, I can do what I wanna do. And I've always been really different um, in that way. And I'd never found someone else that thought the same as me, which has really shown me the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Because from my background, everyone was very uh, almost against the things we're doing now. <laughs> and so um, I came from that place of just not even 
really knowing if I could do the things that I wanted to, but still wanting to have that faith that I could, like I still kept it. (laughs) And so when I found Nathan and when we both had these things, it was just like, yes, like that, that's all I needed. Like all I needed was one person that like could think the same as me. And I know that will be helped to do that because I really did believe that we both had dreams for a reason. And I believe that about every single person. Like if you have some big crazy dream, I believe that's totally for a reason. You're absolutely supposed to do it in the world. Um, and I think it's really sad if if someone doesn't do that. Um, so for me, even though everything was <laughs> really crazy and really stacked up against us, I just knew we would live such a sad life if we didn't follow our dreams. And I just knew that was what we were meant to do and that I have belief in a higher power as well. And I knew that if we acted on our highest selves, then we would be provided for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of confidence. Yep. (laughs) What about you? So for me, I I believe very similarly, actually. (laughs) It's that I believe everybody has a passion for a reason. Like they're born with it call it what you will they got it before this life they learn it here at wherever it comes from it is their core message their real reason for being here and will never be completely fulfilled and satisfied until they find it and live it and i'm passionate about helping people do that and i'm getting more and more clear on that every single day like how to do that what vehicles to use to to help people do that um and i'm just from, from that perspective, it was almost like I had to lead the way in my own life. If I cared so much about helping other people do that, I had to lead the way. And there's so many ways that we don't do things because of what people tell us or we don't do things because of the uh, our own thoughts in our mind or we've been conditioned to think, oh, that's not realistic. Like, I can't do that. I can't do what I really love and make a lot of money or that's wrong or there's all sorts of things that come up. And I'm all for breaking all those paradigms to create the life that you choose. So, yeah, that's kind of my motivation behind it. <laughs> um, let's talk about passion because you keep talking about it. And I, obviously I'm kind of on the same page with you. I think it's an incredibly important thing to find what you're passionate about and then do that. I tell people that all the time where it's like we get stuck in places, we get stuck in jobs, relationships. I mean, essentially just stuck in life where we don't have passion for anything anymore, where we don't even enjoy the small little tiny things about life. And so it's trying to find what you're passionate about. So what do you do to help people where maybe they, maybe they are that person that is so stuck in life where, you know, they can't see kind of through the weeds of where they're, where they're at, where life is so miserable and they're so depressed and they're so down and they might have some inkling in the back of their mind that there's change out there and that they want change. They just have no idea of how to get there and they have no idea what they're even really passionate about. How do you guys help people find Mm -hmm. what they're passionate about? How do they get to that point? Does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's part of actually the core of the freedom catalyst is Mm -hmm. this, the authentic enrollment is, where you get to that place where you follow their thread of conversation. You talk to them, just a normal, casual conversation, as open as they're willing to be, that's as far as you can go, you know? But there are ways to, you follow that thread. I actually have had this, uh, before I was a part of the Freedom Catalyst, Tyler actually talked to me and had a, you know, one of these conversations, and it kind of went like, 
I, I, for example, there's a time when I was feeling really frustrated and in this dark place, like you were mentioning, or in the, you can't see past the weeds of it. Mm -hmm. And you just, he just followed it. He said, okay, so what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, except like, get away. I want to drive <laughs> fast cars. I want to do that. I yeah. don't want to work another day in my life. I hate people, all this stuff. And he just follow it. Be like, okay, so you hate people. Okay. So, so once you got away, what would you do then? You know, what would you get then? And what would you get then? And what would you get then? And at that, there comes a point in everybody's conversation where if they don't stop themselves, that you'll actually get to what's actually going on. For me, it was that I was feeling stopped in my life. I was feeling frustrated with work because at that point it was several years ago. But at that point, I wasn't getting things that I really wanted to. So I was like, well, heck, I don't even want to be here, right? And to get to that point where I realized what I really wanted through the conversation, you know, you, you follow that thread. Because a lot of times when people have these conversations and you they go up to you and, and they're like, oh, I'm feeling terrible. And it's like, well, why are you feeling terrible? You should just be positive, right? Yeah. And actually going and following the thread of, okay, why do you feel terrible? What is it you really want on the inside? I found 100% of the time, if that person is willing to open up, then you find out what they really want. And if you acknowledge that, then you can build from there. And that's incredible. Yeah, and asking asking good questions is huge in that. Like one of my favorite questions to ask people is if there was no time to worry about, you had no time restraints, all the time in the world, money wasn't a thing, like you didn't need to worry about money. Um, and you know, you just go through diffusing every single objection that the people would have and you ask them, well, if all those things were in place, what would you really do? What would you really want to do? And you really get to the core of who they are. And I think it's it's following those threads and asking those really good questions. What would you guys do without any time constraints and time and money and obligation? And what's your ideal perfect life where you get to just live as free as possible? What is it? That's an excellent question. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, we're getting closer and closer to that every single day. And I love the feeling mm -hmm. and I love helping other people do that. I would, we, we would, I speak for me, I don't speak for both of us, I don't know. <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would be at a place where I would be empowering leaders of organizations and businesses through my message, my passion to serve mankind in the best way possible with their systems, with their, uh, with their uh, structure, with their messaging, with all that. And I'd be traveling from country to country doing the, that. I care a lot about the arts also. I have a kind of a background in performing and, and being on stage. And I would help people teach true principles or principles of success, call them what you will, uh, and help them empower their own lives so that they can create their own life consciously. That's definitely what I would do. It's <laughs> a good answer. And for me, um, it goes really well with his because I feel super called to be a mother of nations, meaning I go places and I create families and I create growth within them. Like everywhere we go serving businesses, we create business families. I want to be very much the feminine side of the business. Um, and all the people we work with, I, I include them in something bigger. Um, so that's kind of my calling and feeling that I'm working on right now. So I'm going to challenge you guys a little bit, okay? 
not in any bad way. Like you're like, oh crap, here comes the shitty part we weren't expecting. No, <laughs> bring it on. Um, when it comes to, I think, and we've talked about this before on other episodes of the podcast and things like that. When we step into that space where we're pursuing our passion, when we find something that we want to go after in a sense, right? A lot of times I think, and I've experienced it in my own personal life and other people that I've talked with and things like that, nine times out of 10, it never looks the way that you think it's going to look. It never really kind of manifests and turns out exactly how you expect it to. Do you guys find that same thing where it's like maybe you take that leap of faith in the beginning, wholeheartedly hoping or thinking or planning or expecting this to happen, and the reality is it just kind of shifted and changed into some other kind of morphing of what you originally expected. Does that make sense? And maybe it didn't. Maybe it's exactly how you imagined it in the beginning. What do you think? Well, this is my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when we were deciding what we wanted, you know, when we quit our jobs, um, <laughs> we we that same night, we first took that leap of faith and we quit our jobs and then we wrote out exactly what we were looking for. Um, very, very good descriptions. And the very next day we received a phone call um, with that exact opportunity that we had written out. And for me, to be honest, I feel like we were very clear on it and I feel like we really have manifested a lot of what we were looking for. Um, I think there's always things maybe you don't think about or expect, but for the most part, I feel like what we have desired, what we've wanted to seek after has been That's coming in our life. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Would you agree for the most part where it just kind of seems like it's worked out that way? Yeah. And I would add to that if, if a person ever doesn't get what they envisioned, there's for various reasons, mm -hmm. very specific reasons. One is it's not what their higher power wants for them. That's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> it doesn't want it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Or let it happen. And then you find out it was a terrible choice anyway. But yeah. So that's another category, right? The other one is you didn't have, you didn't keep the faith long enough for that gestation period for it to actually happen. Or you settled for less. That, those would be the reasons in my mind why you wouldn't get what you were going for. Why do you think people settle? Like in the end, I think so many times people chase dreams. They go after something. And then undoubtedly, they end up settling. They end up kind of giving in to the grind of life sometimes because, you know, it's so challenging and it's so difficult and it's so hard. What do you think is kind of one of the root reasons behind that? Why do you think people settle in the end? I feel like you you said it right there. They gave in to the grind of life and they didn't stay in that higher energy of their higher self. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they believe the evidence that's all around them when they need to believe evidence that this like faith itself is creating something before you actually see it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think that there's, there's kind of this, I like to see in a chart cause I'm a little bit analytical sometimes. <laughs> um, so I kind of see this line between mediocrity, mediocrity and success. Um, and we often settle below that line. Um, and I think what happens as, as we're getting in this good energy, we'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm going to make this happen. And we get totally in that energy. And then we start to reach that point where we're going to cross the barrier. And I like to think that the line is chaos because something chaotic happens in our life. Say you're really trying to go for your financial dreams and then the car breaks down and some hospital bills happen. Um, that's the chaos. And a lot of times because of that chaos, people lose the faith and they drop their energy back down 
whether that's negative beliefs or things that happen, people won't keep their energy to get past that barrier. Won't hold on to their faith in those instances. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because I like the way that you described that, where there's going to be a chaotic moment, there's going to be something that happens that kind of either forces you to push through it and hold on to that faith and that belief of whatever it is that you're chasing, maybe the wrong word, but that you're aspiring towards. Um, Do you think that there's some sort of like, divine reason why life plays out that way like is there some sort of specific purpose to why it happens like that where you're going to i mean obviously we could dive really deep into like trying to understand the inner workings of the universe (laughs) and all the reasons why things spin the way that they spin but what do you think it is about that one thing where in order to get through to what we want we have to go through some chaos in order to make it happen do you think that's really just a common thing or do you find people that kind of don't have chaos and they just get what they want? I haven't found that person yet. <laughs> I know that we've had a lot of chaos. <laughs> it hasn't been all smooth sailing yeah. the whole way. You know, things have come up to try to push our energy down. Um, I think that there definitely is a great reason for it. I think that without opposition, you don't have happiness or sadness, joy, misery, There's nothing to differentiate. How do you know success if you never have failure? And so I feel like that opposition is really what makes us. I feel like the experiences that we have had that were chaotic, overcoming those um, makes us just such a better, stronger person because of those things. That's a really good answer. You're you're a smart man, Mary, in that uh, moment. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because it makes perfect sense. Like you said, we can't define success if we have no idea of what the opposite that of that would be right mm-hmm. yeah. i think you're right i think that's probably the spin and the reason behind it is and it's all that divin divinity where it's like you know that higher power of the universe god whatever it is obviously knows much more and better than we do mm-hmm. um give me an idea too so you guys work in conjunction with tyler right and if i'm not mis- you said that he married your sister uh-huh. so, yep. you're, so he's my brother-in-law he's your brother-in-law now yeah are you guys all just kind of working together in this whole thing now? Is that kind of the the the, the thing now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So we're we're working with them. We're helping them with the the Freedom Catalyst. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's funny because we we've, we've uh, yeah we've done a lot of stuff. We've traveled with them. Went to Disney World together. It was it's kind of a fun family business type thing. Do you guys yeah. do anything else besides this? Meaning, do you have a, some other source of income or some part-time gig still or anything like that? We're creating our own message right now, um, our own business. It's going to be geared towards a different audience, that kind of stuff. Um, it's uh, not in, like total creation yet, but that's that's in the works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's shift gears and let's talk about, because first off, I like everything that you guys are talking about. And I think the fact that you guys made that leap. How long ago was that where we decided we we're going to quit our jobs? And we're, you said it was two weeks before you guys got married. Yeah. So it's been just over a year, a little bit, right? Maybe a little less than a year. Yeah, a little less than a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of the really big challenges that you've seen in that time span? The chaos that you you know, you know referenced that kind of forced you to either continue in that space or to retreat back where it's like, oh, we got to <laughs> rethink this whole idea. Yeah. A big part for me was financial you know, because here I I was, I had this almost guaranteed promise. I had talked with the CEO of the company, all that stuff. And I'll basically guarantee that I'd be making multiple six figures 
like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And so have this huge thing going on and then they were going to a sellout in the future within the next five years. Everybody who had a stake in the business would make huge money, you know, and, and for me, the big, it did come up several times, uh, with that leap of faith, like, well, how am I going to make money beyond that? Right. And with this, you know, the new position, the new opportunity, it's based a lot on, um, commissions or like my performance. So if, if uh, there were rough times in there where I was like, well, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not making enough. Ah, yeah. you know, like, so that was a, that was a thing. That was a challenge. The other one would have been a sure way. I, I'm almost guaranteed to make this much money this way. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah. Do you think that that's really common to where people get to that point where they're like, I think that's a, what stops a lot of people from pursuing their the money. Yeah. The money <laughs> aspect of it. So how do you guys help people with that whole concept of separating the, uh, money from your passion so not letting it be an excuse to stop you mm -hmm. uh. Tyler shared a really cool experience with me that actually I think about a lot <laughs> when he was first starting off the business um, he was at a mentoring conference and he had this opportunity to invest in this amazing mentor who he really wanted to invest in to make a lot more money um, you know to be able to be taught how to do that and at that point, he had, like, no money, and his wife was pregnant, and he didn't know what he was going to do to create that kind of money to pay for a mentor. Um, but in that moment, he had this instance where he thought, who are, he had the thought pop into his head, who are you going to serve, money or me? And it was just, you know, that thought from his higher power, like, are you going to choose to serve money in this life and in this world, or are you going to choose to serve your higher power or your higher self? And that has come up a lot in my mind as we've been doing this. And when financial, you know, worries or things have come up, that who am I really serving? Am I serving money? Because if I am, then the other choice would have been the better one. Yeah. You know, to yeah. begin with. <laughs> but that's not who I choose to serve. Yep. Yeah. And if you ever make a choice based on the money, like I'm not going to do that because I don't have that money, you're serving money. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And what I like to do with, with people in, with your question, like how do we help people get over that mm -hmm. is I help people understand that they need three things to be successful with their business or making money, all that stuff. They need identity, meaning they need to know who they are. Like, who, who are you really? Like deep down, right? Um, who it is you really are and what your message is, what you love, right? That's the first thing. They need to know the mindset of success. Like, that they deserve money, that they can attract money, that they can live with that in their life, right? And then they need to know strategy or structures. So often people say, oh, I just got to think positive. I got to do all this. And they don't have a structure, like a structure, a strategy for how to ask people for money, how to package your message so that it makes sense so that people want to invest in it. So what I, what I do when I'm having these conversations with people and they're on that brink, you know, they're about to make that that decision of faith, oh, do I do this or not? I help them understand those three things. Say, hey, if you can get your identity, you can understand your message. Um, if you can get the mindset, we can clear out limiting beliefs like you don't deserve money or things like that. And we can give you a structure for how to do it. It's going to work. And when you combine all three of those things, it's almost like you don't have to let go of the, it, 
it's they can see that sharing my message is actually the best choice because I'm passionate about it and I can actually make money doing it at the same time. Yeah. I think that's such a hard thing for people to grasp is um, we talked earlier, I've got four kids. We've got three teenage girls. It's a nightmare. They're awesome, but it's horrible at times. <laughs> um, but I'm at that point in life where like my oldest is a senior. She's going to be graduating, going out to college and everything like that. And I totally tell all of them like, do what you love, pursue your passion, whatever that is, whatever, you know, you really love to do. And they're all very creative and they like to do different things, but that's what I want them to go after. But it's really challenging too, because in the same sentence, I'll talk to my oldest about like, you know, you have to um, have money for gas. And like, she talks about all of these different things. And I'm like, well, fact is when you get out there, it's not as easy as you think it is and how you're going to pay your rent and all these different aspects and stuff. But I think it's so important to not get caught up in that minutia of what we associate money equals this and yeah without money i can't have that and all of those different things and really just stay in that space of this is what i'm passionate about this is what i do and then the universe god whatever it is will provide everything else that mm -hmm. i need do you guys see yourself like tell me what you see in the future as far as where you guys are headed i know you talked a little bit briefly earlier about we want to travel the world and we want to help do you know what I mean? Humanity and all these kind of, and that's beautiful. I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing it, I'm not <laughs> minimizing it by any means. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But what do you guys see yourselves doing five years from now, 10 years from now? Like, how do you see the evolution of what you're doing right now and the way that it's expanding? You know, where are you guys going with it? Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. We've been, uh, <laughs> have you been kind of in that space trying to figure that out? We have been actually mm -hmm. just on the drive over here. We had a long drive over here. So we we're just talking about it. We're like, yeah, what are we going to do? You know, this and that. And so. see, I'm intuitive. <laughs> there you <laughs> totally go. <tough>. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But what do you see? What do you guys see? Yeah, we definitely have big plans. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to talk about what we were talking about in the car? Oh, we can do the Cliff Notes version. Okay, Cliff Notes <laughs> version. Basically, we want, um, in the you know short run, we're looking to start working with small businesses. But in the long run, we want to start working with you know the huge giant businesses of the world um, to be at such a place that they actually come to us, um, and we decide how many we want to help um, because we we want a lot of time freedom. Um, but we still we still believe if you can get to the very highest parts of these really big businesses and empower the leaders to empower all their teams, to empower all the people, and you actually start this huge movement in the world because those people have so much power. And so our plans are to travel to work with these big business leaders throughout the world and to make that kind of global impact. So let's play a game. Let's play the game where you guys are going to step outside of it and you're going to imagine that you guys – are your clients now and they're coming to you with this space and time and they're in their this point in their life and this is what they want to achieve this is the vision that they have where they want to go so how do you guys help yourselves go from where you're at now to where you want to be it's kind mm -hmm. of trippy right mm -hmm. it's a weird question like mm -hmm. what would you do what would you do to help that person that couple who's very good at what they do they have a very clear message like the things that you talk about where they know who they are. They have their identity. They have their message. They're very yeah. secure and confident in that. And now they have this vision and this focus of where they want to be. Like, how do you help them get there? So in the context of them being a business leader, let's use that. Because okay. I believe there's there's different ways to serve mankind. Some people do it through healing. Some people do it through like missionary work. 
some people do it through business and that's what I feel like my calling is, mm -hmm. is helping business people help their people. Um, so, so say I'm a client, let's, let's have fun with this. <laughs> what that would look like, pretend I have a business and I'm selling waffles. These are like the best waffles in the world. Well, you're the breakfast guy. So oh, right. yeah, the waffles <laughs> I know how to do that. <laughs> I did learn how to crack two eggs with each hand at that that's so job. four at the same yeah, time? Yeah, four at the same that's time. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got that's the a shorter skills. cook right there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, so I've got a business. I'm selling waffles to the world. And I've got five employees. We'll just go with the small business idea. Um, and I care passionately about this. I, I love doing this. And then I love donating to charity. That's my thing. But I've been struggling with my business. Or I want to know how to take it to the next level. Um if I were the client and I were going to pretend like you were the, the business, right? Or you were our message or what we were sharing, right? Uh -huh. I would go to you and what I, how you would help me would be first off, figure out what my message is, like the core message. Because I do this, we talk with a lot of network marketers, for example, and they'll be in like a health product and they'll start spouting off this, oh, this product changed my life. I lost, blah, 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 uh -huh. you know, it's the same thing. But the thing is, that's not their message. That's results, that's that stuff. But their core message is, I care about helping people have better health. You know, that that's the thing. So I'd, I would help, you would help me get really clear on my message and why the heck I'm doing all this. That's one, why I'm selling waffles. <laughs> We're just using this as an example, okay? <laughs> And then I would all, we would talk about that. We would figure out what I want, my ideal lifestyle. Like, what do I want? My family life, my time, how much money I want to be making, how, how much that business would affect my lifestyle. Because I believe in building your business around your ideal lifestyle, not the other way around. You don't build yeah. your lifestyle around the business, right? Um, and then we would go through, like, what's happening currently, talk with your employees, figure out how they're feeling, um, find out, you know, what their dreams are and then create a way, like go through methodically through the systems, through your marketing, through the, through the messaging of your business so that they can help their, first off, you help your employees feel happy about their lives. Well, first off, you help me help feel happy about my <laughs> life and then my employees and then our customers. That's kind of how I view it going out. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you talked earlier and you mentioned you want to bring femininity you want to bring the feminine aspect mm -hmm. of side to the things that you guys do and when you talk to people and stuff like that so there's this whole concept and idea uh, in the realm of spirituality and all the kind of things that um where they talk about the divine masculine and the divine feminine where there are these two they're not opposing in any way shape or form but there's mm -hmm. these two forces that exist kind of out there in the universe out there in the cosmos and internally within each an individual person where you have masculine qualities and feminine qualities and sometimes it's very stereotypical stuff mm -hmm. that's easy to label as masculine or feminine but a lot of times the core energy associated with those energies the core energies associated that makes total sense right <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of times those things sometimes aren't necessarily what you would think they are, right? So a masculine energy might manifest or show up in a certain way that you wouldn't normally think would be associated with a stereotypical masculine quality. I'm rambling here, but the reason I bring it up is, do you guys think that you have a good balance and understanding of, because I think it's a really important thing, especially when you have 
like a husband and wife that are working in conjunction with each other. They're kind of a team and they're doing their thing and they're running their own business, their own company and helping people. Um, I think they have to have a really firm understanding of how the masculine and feminine energy works as the team, meaning the couple, the, the relationship, but then also internally. So I'm sitting here watching you guys, right? And I'm not going to throw you under the bus in any way, shape or form. Um, but it's kind of interesting to sit here and chat with you because I, I get a really good sense of people, obviously from talking with people and like how I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, Melissa, okay. Mm-hmm. How do you, <laughs> this is such a long question. It's going to be a terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> how do you find balance in that space where, um, between your masculine and your feminine side? Cause feminine energy is incredibly powerful. I believe that it's the reason why so many things eventually evolve and change on the planet and within the space and time of everything else is because of the feminine energy that gets brought forth. So how do you find the balance within your own space, which then in turn, how do you take that out to your clients? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Super long question. Yeah, yeah. So kind of balancing the the feminine and the masculine yeah. energy in our That's lives. That's much easier to see. Yes. You're a smart woman. You just paraphrase <laughs> it. It makes sense. Yeah. So I feel, I actually feel like Nathan and I have a really, really awesome balance of energy, but I feel like it was something that we very consciously chose before we even got married. Um, we decided that we were not going to accept the typical relationship. We weren't going to have the typical marriage. We weren't going to stop being newlyweds. And we started reading relationship books and marriage books before we even got married. And um, so I feel like we both are the most supportive teams of our feminine and masculine energies. So I watch his man movies with him (laughs) and he fills baths for me and cooks with me. And I feel like we're just so supportive and understanding and loving of the differences between us mm-hmm. um, because those are super important. To me, it seems like if if a family is complete with that feminine and that masculine energy with a mother and a father, I feel like that's a really full, complete family. Not that it can't be wonderful without that. I feel like why not in business? You know, because I feel like it's the same thing just on a much broader scale. And I feel like men are really good at creating order in a business, but women are really good at keeping the order. Um, And that's the same within a home. And so I guess it's just been practice and consciously choosing. We both super embrace each other's differences, um, work together with them and love it. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Nope. Yeah. You just got to sit back and let her talk. Mm -hmm. It's pretty nice. (laughs) So I've asked this question on the podcast before, and it's a fun question to ask, and it's kind of a challenging question. So I'll ask each of you, and you can take turns answering it, okay? If you look at the state of the world right now, where everything's at, you take into consideration not just the state of our country, but the state of the world as a whole, the planet itself, global warming, war, terrorism, financial, I mean, just everything, education, the prison system, the drug on war, or not the drug on wars, the war on drugs, (laughs) everything, the entire ball of wax when it comes to our planet. What would be one thing that you would do to change it in a positive way? If you could think of one thing, and it doesn't matter what it is, one thing that you think of that would, whether it's in the short term or the long game, change the planet for the better, raise the vibration of the universe so that we can help humanity as a whole to get unstuck from where we're at right now. 
you can think for a while too if you want because it's a tough question in a sense and maybe you don't maybe you got it i know my answer (laughs) (laughs) go for it um i feel super called to teach the ignorant um and that means i feel like there's so many people throughout the world that are reactive to life because they're not living a conscious life and honestly they have no idea that they're not I feel like um, so many of the things that are happening are happening to people that are just living a reactive life. I feel like if more people could know how to choose their life, choose their dreams, choose their careers, choose their money, if they could really know how to do that, I feel like there would be a huge global change in in so many countries throughout the world that feel like they're controlled by government or by their you know families teachings or different things so how do we do that though how do you reach those masses how do you implement that change because i think you're right and i don't know if necessarily ignorance the right word or the the, but it's like those there's people who can't see outside of what box they've been placed in Mm -hmm. because of their social and economic structure and the way that they've been raised and all those different aspects of what they deal with and so it's not that they're I mean, it's just the mere fact that they can't see outside of it because they've never known anything different. So how do you reach that person? How do you inspire that person? How do you help that person change? I feel like the very first step is being the example. Uh, we live in a world where uh, there's a lot of publicity. There's a lot um, There's a lot of things that I get, get out there and people see them when you make a, a difference. So being that example, um, we plan on being very, very successful in choosing our life, and we plan on leading that example and sharing it everywhere we go from then on, and just sharing that example and inviting people because you can't make them choose that. You can't educate people that aren't willing. So being the example and then inviting others to follow. That's good. Can I add to that? By all means. Well, you got to answer the question uh, too, but add to what she that's said. Right. I was going to add to what she said. Uh, I believe this is part of, with your earlier exercise of what I could do for businesses, Mm -hmm. this is part of the power of that because I call it speaking their language. If you can find a way to speak the language of the people to what they really are desiring on the inside, a lot of people, it takes the form of money. They say, money will solve all my problems, right? But really speak to what they're really looking for and then to get their interest so they're willing to learn about it, like she was saying, and then show them what's really missing in their life. I think that's incredibly powerful. So, do you have a an answer to the I solve, do, yeah. solve the planet's problems? And it was not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> actually, I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Well, that's an interesting answer." Um, and it was that I part of it, at least, is that I want to. Uh, I had the opportunity to be a it was called like a service performer. So I was performing in an area in the United States where there's a lot of history. And I got to share the words of people who had passed on like 200 years ago and use their specific words. And they were very powerful people, like lots of faith, all that stuff. And I got to represent them. And it was incredible to me because I literally would say their words and I could feel the power of their words. And I feel like there's something incredibly powerful about connecting to our past and hearing their stories. So something I want to do eventually is create a way to anywhere in the world to find the heroes of that country and share their story. Because I believe they all in their own right looked forward to this time that we're living right now. And we're very invested in, in making the world a better place. 
So if you can share their stories, that inspires us to make a, a new decision in these days. Yeah, learn from the past mistakes. Yeah. Or not even necessarily the past mistakes, but be inspired by those people that... Yeah, both, I'd yeah, say. Live yeah. through so much. Like, who do you guys look up to? Like, in your, you know, frame of reference as far as what we're aspiring to do and things like that, who are the people that you look forward or look to for inspiration and guidance? And Do you know what I mean? Because I, I think that's important on one hand, and then I also think it's important to do your stuff your way where mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to follow a cookie cutter outline of this worked for this person. So I'm going to mirror it exactly the way it's supposed to. I mean, the fact is everybody's different. Every business is different. Every aspect of humanity is different in some way, shape or form. But who do you guys look to for inspiration and guidance sometimes maybe other than each other? My guess is you guys probably use each other quite a bit, which is a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, the person I admire most in this world is Nathan. (laughs) 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 Super, super admire the person that he is. But um, for me, the like big hero that really actually sparked my belief in doing my dreams these later years um, was a couple from my religious mission. They were our leaders and I saw actually their dynamics. He He's a business leader in the world, actually a pretty well-known one. Um, and his wife is very much the feminine, but extremely powerful side of that. And I was able to continuously see their dynamics together, see the change that they were making um, with our group of people. And I was just so inspired by them. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. <laughs> a lot. <Yep. laughs> because because they really taught me so many things. Um, and I think they're my probably my like number one hero of I want to be like them <laughs> right now. That's cool. What about you, Nate? Uh, I have various people. Um, Number one, besides Melissa, <laughs> would probably be... It's always a good caveat. Yeah, right, right. It'd probably be Christ, just because he's a huge example. Like, whether you're Christian or religious or not, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if, if anybody's ever read the scriptures and seen how he teaches, it's crazy, like, how inspired and, like, how good he was at that. So when it comes to the realms of teaching and really caring and loving people, he's probably my number one example there. Um I have other various other examples when it comes to business or things like that. Um, there's a business leader in in a company we were with. Well, not we weren't with the company, but we've interacted with him a lot. He's he's incredible. Um, Who is that? Oh, his name's Chris Crone. Chris Crone. Yeah, he's with Limitless. I think I can say their name. So, yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. He's incredible. It's just a really good example of a good family home life, mm-hmm. but then creating amazing things in the world. That's always what I wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys, I'm assuming that we don't have kids at this point, right? Not yet. Are you guys looking towards that future <laughs> as well, eventually, thinking that we're going to embark on that whole entire crazy big ball of <laughs> chaos? Because it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. we're yep. super excited. We're very much about like, we, we choose our marriage, we choose our relationship, we're going to choose our relationship with our kids. Obviously, they have their agency, but we're going to create. Um, the family environment that we want um, for our kids and our life. And so we're super excited for that time in our life. Down the road, huh? Mm-hmm. Guys, I can't thank you enough. I hope it was a beautiful drive out here. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. No, but, it was great. Yeah. It was great awesome. Drive. So it's freedomcatalyst.com. Is there anything else that you guys want to share? Anything else that you want to throw out before we wrap up? 
follow your dreams. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're incredible. You can, whether if you just have the smallest, smallest inkling of wanting to follow your dreams or create your life, I know it's possible. Excellent. So go for it. Do it. <laughs> well, thank the you Nike, guys. right? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they definitely honed that in early on, didn't they? That's yeah, awesome. But everybody go out and have a beautiful, wonderful day. And hopefully you're inspired. I have no doubt that you are in some way, shape, or form. But like you said, follow your dreams, chase your dreams, go do what you're supposed to be doing in life because I think the universe needs you. So thank you, everybody. Are you going to choose to serve money in this life and in this world? Or are you going to choose to serve your higher power? I'm all for breaking all those paradigms to create the life that you choose. Like if you have some big crazy dream, I believe that's totally for a reason. You're absolutely supposed to do it in the world. 